0: Let's try this one more time. Good evening, Timbisa Safagode. It's a pleasure having you on the show again. Hello,
1: Patricia. Thank you for having me.
0: Sure, a lot has been happening since the last time we spoke, but one thing for certain, uh, the arrest of uh, the Sudan the Prime Minister alongside some of his um, high ranking members of uh, Parliament has come as a shocker to a lot of us. Tell us more about
1: it. Yeah, well, I'm not, it's not clear whether it's a detention, arrest, or just uh, removal from office. But um, he has issued a statement that is the Prime Minister, Abdel Hamdok, calling on the protesters to engage in a peaceful protest. Um, we're not quite sure where the statement was issued, whether it was issued uh, from jail or not, but the tone of the pro- of the, of the statement suggests that he was not under arrest, nor was he under arrest. So the situation in Sudan continues, of course, to um, unravel. Um, we know right now that the Sovereign Council, which was the interim government, the hybrid government, consisting of the civil society and the military, has since been dissolved by the chairperson of the Sovereign Council, um, Atul Fatah Burhan, and that has been since uh, dissolved uh, later this afternoon. So that's the current situation. Whether, to call, whether we, we we can call this a coup or not is a bit still questionable, at least from what I said, because uh, Atrafatia the, the, the person who dissolved the, uh, the Sovereign Council, is the champion of the Sovereign Council. So if he decides to dissolve the Sovereign Council, must we call that a coup or is it a des- dissolvement of government? So it's, sem- it's semantics, but it, it, it's very important that we get the wording correct Because if we call it a coup, it suggests that there was somebody else who toppled the government. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure whether the person who sits on, 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 on power or holds power to the has that capability of toppling himself out of power.
0: Sure. so what has been uh, the comments from you know the African Union from the United Nations and other uh, parastatals and bodies that um, look at such issues
1: well the African Union has followed the same uh, normal statement which is you know um, they must uh, not uh, they must encourage the escalation and there must be a uh, peaceful transition into uh, elections, which have the date has now been set by the head of the military, Abdel Fattah Aburhan, who said that the elections are going to be held in July 2023. So the statement coming from the Arab League and the AU and other uh, platforms, including the United States and the European Union, has just been calling for calm and de-escalation. Uh, but there has not been a call to uh, resume the, um, the, the, the interim government, which has since been disillusioned by the chairperson of the or the former chairperson of the Sovereign Council, Abdel Fattah Al Burhan. So that's where we sit at the moment. But it's also very important to note that the Sudanese actually the best bet right now is an interim government. Because if the Sudanese were to go to elections, whether today or in three years' time chances are the military will win the elections because they are the most organized. The civil society is all over the place, disorganized, and I doubt if they can, uh, in less than 18 months, send a strong uh, candidate that can stand against the military, whoever it is that the military will send as their, uh, their representative in the political process. So the best for the civilians at the moment in Sudan is to is to live under the constitutional government. But the the army realizes that the the civilians are on the back foot, and if they do call for elections, um, it's definitely going to be threatened. It's going to threaten the the, the existence of the civilian government in, in the interim process in Sudan. You know,
0: when I uh, listen to uh, you suggesting that there should be an interim um, government in Sudan, I ask myself the question, who will then appoint this interim government, especially if the military has come in in such a way, will the people who can have the Ability to govern in Sudan, not to have fear, um, especially after what has happened by uh, the arrest of uh, the prime minister and some other members of his government.
1: Well, we also need to mention that there, there's no blanket support of the civilian part of the government in Sudan. The support is currently split, and the protest at the moment are also split between those who support. The return to the um, sovereign council, which consisted both of the civil society and the military. And there's another protest which supports the disillusionment of the current uh, interim government, mainly from the tribes in the northeastern parts of Sudan. As uh, you know, over the past couple of weeks, they've been blockading goods into the Sudan hitherland from port of Sudan and that has created additional strife within Sudan. So the the situation is extremely complicated. Even if the people can insist on calling for a civilian government and they can insist on calling for elections, as I've said, chances are the military will win those elections. Of course, they'll they'll have to form a political party for them to participate in the elections which they are likely to do, but given the the infrastructure, logistics, and organisational uh, wherewithal within Sudan, the military is the only platform that has all of those things which could enable it to to win the elections. A civil society cannot do because over the past years, during the tenure of uh, former President Umar al Bashir, the party politics in Sudan were almost like, you know, disseminated, dis- dis- destroyed. And as a result, you don't have a uh, proper party politics or organizations that can actually stand against the military if they w- if they were to have elections, uh, whether this year or next year. So, as i said, the best bet for the Sudanese right now, for them to maintain a semblance of democracy where they can have a civil society participating in the governing of the country, is uh, lies with the interim government, which, of course, again, is a tendency now, at least, of the military, uh, who will, from now on, will decide who forms part of that uh, government.
0: Now, with what has just happened, um, is uh, there anything that we should be concerned about uh, as South Africans? Could we be expecting more refugees wanting to come into the country, or could there be any adverse effects uh, because of what has happened in Sudan currently?
1: Well, luckily, geography plays us a lot of things because we're just too far away from Sudan. Uh, that's one. But uh, of course, we can't rule. Out all other possibilities of people fleeing into, into into South Africa. But there are a number of peaceful countries around Sudan um, which might be regarded as a first stop should there be an outflux of um, refugees from Sudan into neighbouring countries. So the most likely country that most Sudanese might go to would be Uganda, and uh, we might also have them going to Kenya. But what's troubling, of course, is that... Um, we are currently dealing with this situation in Ethiopia, the Tigray region, where the uh, Ethiopian National uh, Defence Force is battling TPLF, which is the Tigray and People's Liberation Front. Now, having another conflict uh, in the Red Sea uh, and in the, in the Horn of Africa uh, could actually disturb uh, certain flows, particularly uh, all the traffic that... Goes through the Red Sea into the Canal in Europe and also towards China and India. So that might just get disturbed. But Sudan is one of the largest country in Africa, and it's better than the number of countries. And any destabilization in Sudan is likely to create uh, some problems in the Horn of Africa, which is a very important region, as I've said, particularly in maritime business. If Sudan is disturbed, and as you thought, they also disturbed, chances are the conflict might just also. Um, flow into southern Sudan, which is also dealing with zone challenges. And um, it might also go into Egypt, which is the northern neighbor of Sudan. And if that happens, uh, we are likely to have a, a sort of situation, particularly with the flow of goods that goes through uh, the Suez and directly into the Indian Ocean.
0: You know, Tembisa, um, I'm so glad that uh, we've got an understanding of what's happening. It's very sad that the African continent uh, is currently battling with uh, some really, really, uh, you know, big political uh, issues that are causing a lot of instability. But uh, we live in hope and hopefully this issue in Sudan is going to be sorted out. But who knows when and how? That's uh, the question.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think we will have to wait at uh, the, the, the head of the military, uh, Abdel Fattah, Burhan, announced today that the Sudan will have elections in July 2023. So we are basically looking at uh, the end of the, the, the entire year next year and in, in the interim they are also under the state of emergency. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to be happening and I do believe is going to be playing cards for the Sudanese, particularly those who wish to see the civilian part of the government coming back into uh, into, into into government. So it, it, it's going to be quite quite interesting. But for me, it, importantly, is the, the Ethiopia. I mean, if, if Sudan gets tested the way it is tested uh, and we have this situation and the challenge in Tigray, chances are you might just... Their attention, particularly particularly the the cameras, are likely to shift from Ethiopia, which I think is necessary to keep them alive, uh, into Sudan. And uh, God knows what will happen when the cameras uh, change direction from Ethiopia to Sudan in terms of atrocities in in, in Ethiopia. So it's, uh, it's it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Eighteen months to to elections in Sudan, but also in terms of the politics of the region, I think. Uh, the AU will have to intervene uh, and, and and make sure that at least there's de-escalation. And if they can push the elections marginally closer, then chances are we we could have some kind of uh, semblance of stability uh, moving forward.
0: Well, let's hope that something is done sooner rather than later by the African Union and they can just, uh, you know, lend a helping hand. That region is definitely one that is plagued with a lot of uh, trouble. Timbisa, thank you very much for joining us. It's always a great pleasure having you. uh, Give us insight on what's happening around the continent and around uh, the Middle East as well. Have a good evening.
1: Thank you.